I want to begin by saying thank you for making Easter <clears throat> such a blessing last Sunday. Thank you for being flexible with the service time changes. Thank you for being flexible to park over in the high school parking lot and riding the shuttle bus over to church. Thank you for welcoming and ministering so well uh, to everyone that God brought to our church for our three services. The exciting news is well over a thousand people heard the good news that the resurrection of Jesus is true. That Jesus is alive. Amen. And they also heard how they can enter into a relationship with God. To God be the glory for the great things he is doing in our church family. I want to invite you this morning to open your Bibles with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. We are continuing in our study through this amazing letter that Paul wrote to the believers in the church in Thessalonica. Paul's words to these believers years ago are true for us today. And I want us to do a quick review of the truth we have already learned up to this point in chapter 2. So we'll be ready to receive all that God has for us as we move forward this morning. As you remember, we learned about Paul's relationship with the believers uh, in Thessalonica in verse 1. Paul said and called the believers his brothers and sisters, which signified the loving relationship that Paul, Silas, and Timothy had with the believers in Thessalonica. We also learned about God's power among the believers in verses 1 and 2. Paul said that their visit, though brief in Thessalonica, was not without result, which means it was a huge success. It wasn't a failure, it was fruitful. A growing, vibrant church was planted in Thessalonica in that short, brief period of time where Paul, Silas, and Timothy ministered in Thessalonica. Paul also shared how God emboldened he, Silas, and Timothy to preach and teach and minister to the believers in Thessalonica. We learned about the reality of opposition for believers uh, in Thessalonica and for us today in verse 2. Paul shared how he and Silas had suffered outrageous treatment in Philippi prior to coming to Thessalonica. He also shared how he, Silas, and Timothy faced severe opposition, great opposition while they ministered in Thessalonica for that brief period of time before they were run out of Thessalonica. We know as followers of Jesus, living for Jesus in a world opposed to Jesus will result in times of opposition and agony and suffering for us today. Paul reminds us today that it's our joy, privilege, and responsibility to shine the light of Jesus in a world in desperate need of Jesus. As we fulfill this calling from God 
on our lives as his children, we can know that we know that we know that God will empower us to walk by faith in victory through all these times, just as he did with Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We also learned about how Paul defended his ministry to the believers in Thessalonica. In verses 3 and 4, Paul denied the false accusations that, be, that were being charged against them. And he shared and reminded the believers in Thessalonica that they were approved by God and entrusted with the gospel of God. God approves us and entrusts us with his gospel by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. We saw how Paul's motive in life and ministry was one and the same thing, simply to please God. And Paul then shared with us some ways that we can please God as we minister for God in verses 5 through 12 of chapter 2. Paul shared how we please God as we speak God's truth in love. We please God as we live generously, seeking to give, not get. We please God as we live humbly, seeking the praise and applause of God our Father rather than the praise and applause of people around us. We please God as we love one another. We please God as we live with integrity, as Paul said that they lived devoutly, righteously, blamelessly. We we please God today as we live with integrity. And we please God as we encourage one another as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Paul also challenged the believers in Thessalonica years ago, and the challenge is still true for us today, to walk worthy of God who calls us into his own kingdom and glory by his grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. We shared how we walk worthy of God by the power of God at work in us as we live out our faith in God through our obedience to God day by day. And as we come now to this passage and as we move forward, continuing our study and making our way through chapter 2, we're going to find that Paul, Silas, and Timothy once again are thanking God for the believers in the church in Thessalonica. He lets them know, Paul lets these believers know that they were praying for them once again, as we've already seen and as we'll continue to see uh, in our study through this uh, book of 1 Thessalonians. So Father God, we ask now that you would uh, allow your Holy Spirit who lives within us to speak to us, to make your truth for us clear to us. God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear the wonderful truth in your word. Father, give us the ability to not just to receive it uh, and welcome it, but Father God, to also uh, believe it and obey it and live it out this day and this week. God, we thank you that, that you've called us as your kids to be ministers for Jesus. And so, Father, we acknowledge that what you have prepared for us now is for us. And so, Father, we, we want it personally, but it's also for us uh, to share publicly with those you've placed in our congregations. And so, God, would you speak and we'll be quick to listen and respond in obedience to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Uh, Paul continues moving forward, and he says, This is why we constantly thank God. 
Because when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a human message, but as it truly is the word of God, which also works effectively in you who believe. We see an amazing verse here in verse 13. Just an amazing verse full of rich truth for our lives. Paul said, for we constantly thank God. We constantly thank God. The we means Paul, Silas, and Timothy. They constantly thanked God for the believers. Constantly thanked God. Constantly literally means without ceasing, always, continually, incessantly. Constantly in the original Greek language, adialoptos, is used four times in the New Testament. Three of those times right here in 1 Thessalonians. We see just real quickly, look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2. We always thank God for all of you, making mention of you when? Again, say it out loud. In our prayers. Chapter 2, verse 1. For you yourselves know, brothers and sisters, in verse 13. For, you, for this is why we... Thank God. And then we look in chapter 5 and verse 17, and this one's easy for us. If you want scripture memory, if you think to yourself, you know what, I never can memorize scripture. I have the hardest time memorizing scripture, remembering scripture, committing scripture to memory. This is the verse for you. Pray constantly. Say that with me. Pray constantly. Your translation may say, pray without ceasing. That's simple, isn't it? Amen. We can, we can memorize that verse. We can get that one in there. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Pray constantly. What a great verse to memorize too. Paul, one of the believers in Thessalonica to know that he, Silas, and Timothy were thankful for them. And they were praying for them constantly. Prayer is a must for us as followers of Jesus Christ. Prayer is important for us as followers of Jesus Christ. Prayer is important for many reasons. The main reason is quite simply prayer works. Jesus said, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. And so we know prayer is a must for us. We know there's great power in prayer. We know that God hears and answers our prayers. And so Paul reminded these believers, as he did throughout the letter, that they were in their prayers. And so I want you to see three points about prayer real quickly uh, that we've already studied here in our time in 1 Thessalonians that we'll continue to study as we make our way through 1 Thessalonians. We see these points certainly active in our own lives as we live for Jesus day by day. First point we see about prayer is prayer connects us. Prayer connects us with God. Prayer is simply communicating with God, our Father. We become members of God's family by God's grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. Prayer is one of the great privileges for us as children of God. Prayer is one of our greatest privileges as children of God. We know God longs to hear and answer our prayers according to his will for us because his will for us is always best for us. 
David told us God's eyes are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry for help. Solomon told us the prayers of the upright please God. And so we know prayer is a, a great privilege for us. God longs to hear and answer our prayers according to his will for us. We know, remember, the purpose of prayer is not to get our will done in heaven. The purpose of prayer is to get God's will done on earth in our lives, in our relationships, in all the different situations and challenges that we are going and growing through. We also know prayer connects us with one another. Prayer allows us to support one another. Prayer allows us to help one another. Prayer allows us to encourage one another. Prayer allows us to seek God's best for one another. Prayer allows us to ask God to bless one another. Prayer allows us to ask God to strengthen one another. Prayer allows us to help one another. And so we see this throughout our day-to-day lives. It's like the story of the four-year-old boy. I love the story that was told by his parents. This four-year-old boy was sitting in church one Sunday and his parents just could not keep him under control. They couldn't, everything they tried was not working on this particular Sunday. He was disrupting uh, everyone in the service during the sermon time. He kept moving, he kept making noise until finally the father had enough. And so he snatched his four-year-old son up into his arms. He stepped out of the row, he turned back down that aisle and he was walking to the back of the doors to get that son into the restroom. The boy, four years old, knew exactly what was getting ready to happen. And so as the father was walking him down the aisle he started screaming pray for me pray for me pray for me he knew he knew prayer connects him to God he knew he was going to get the fear of God put into him at that point in time and he was wanting some support from those in the service so we see prayer connects us secondly we see how prayer has connected these believers together secondly prayer frees us Peter told us that we're to cast all our cares and concerns and worries on God because he loves us and cares for us. He's a whole lot better at carrying them around than we are. Paul told us, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends and surpasses all our understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, we don't think stress and worry away. We don't fight stress and worry away. We don't worry stress and worry away. We pray stress and worry away in Jesus' name. We pray it away by giving it to the Father. And so as we pray for one another, we help one another to free one another from the stress and fears and worries that can weigh us down as followers of Jesus Christ. So prayer connects us, prayer frees us, prayer blesses us, it's the third point. And prayer blesses us because it connects us and frees us. Prayer blesses us because it's the way in which we get fresh air from God. Prayer blesses us and reminds us that greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. Prayer reminds us that God is with us, watching over us, and he's more than enough for us. And so we find here Paul wanting to make sure that the believers in Thessalonica knew that 
he, Silas, and Timothy had them in their thoughts and prayers all the time. Paul said, we thank God for you constantly. We thank God for you. Truth of the matter is, our prayers should be filled with thankfulness. If you stop and think about it, our prayers should be filled with thankfulness every day. Thankfulness for our salvation, thankfulness to God for our forgiveness of sins, thankfulness to God for the Holy Spirit of God who lives within us, thankfulness to God for the Word of God that He has given to us, thankfulness for the Holy Spirit who teaches us the Word of God and empowers us to live it out, and thankfulness to God for our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. There's so many things that we have to be thankful for. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, so that means we've got a lot to be thankful for. And our prayers, much like Paul, Silas, and Timothy's prayers, should be filled with thankfulness day after day after day after day. This is important for us as brothers and sisters in Christ. Again, Paul said not to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And so we see the importance of thankfulness in our prayers. Now, it's a blessing for us this morning as we read this passage that Paul shares some reasons why he was thankful for these believers. And we're going to look at these reasons uh, as we continue moving forward in this passage. He shares some reasons why they were thankful. He, Silas and Timothy, were thankful for these believers. These reasons why they were thankful served a dual purpose. They were reasons why they were thankful for these believers, but they were also reasons why Paul, Silas, and Timothy knew the believer's faith and trust in God was real, sincere, and genuine. And so we see the importance of these reasons, first and foremost, reasons why Paul was thankful for the believers, but also reasons why Paul knew that the believer's faith in God was sincere and genuine and real. First reason we see uh, that Paul was thankful for these believers, the believers received the word of God. If you look there in verse 13, this is why we constantly thank God, because when you received the word of God, received means to take in. It means to take as one's own. This is important. It means to take from another. Receive literally means to take in with our ears. If you're taking notes, write that down. To take in with our ears. Received is an aorist tense, which points back to a past decision that was made. And so he says, when you received, he's talking about when they first heard the good news of the gospel through Paul, Silas, and Timothy. They received. They, when they first heard the gospel before, during their first visit, they took it in with their ears. And so we see Paul continue to say, when you received the word of God, that you heard from us, that you heard from us. Paul helps us to understand here what was true then, still true today. Preaching was oral in nature. Preaching was oral in nature. Listening to the preaching of God's word in person was the main way these believers received and heard God's word and learned God's word in the New Testament times because the word of God was not yet complete 
at this point in time. So Paul was reminding these believers that he was thankful for these believers because the believers in Thessalonica received and heard God's word preached and taught through Paul, Silas, and Timothy. They received it through Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Now, the importance of receiving God's word by listening to preaching of God's word led Paul to continually emphasize the necessity of preaching the word and to continually emphasize the necessity of watching out and being aware and being warned about the prevalence of false teachers. It was and it still is vitally important for us to make sure that we are receiving, that we are hearing, that we are listening to faithful, accurate, biblical preaching and teaching. It's vitally important. It was then, as it was orally passed down from generation to generation, as it was orally passed down from those who got inspired to speak and teach and share his word. And it's vitally important for us today to make sure that we are receiving the true, pure word of God. Paul talked about this with the believers in the church in Rome. In Romans chapter 10, if you're taking notes, just jot this passage down. Romans 10 and verse 14, uh, Paul said this, How then can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? That makes sense. Preaching was oral nature. You follow that. Verse 17. So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. Paul said, if people are going to receive and hear the word of God, they need a faithful preacher of the word of God because faith comes by listening to the message about Christ. And so we once again see evidence today that preaching is still oral in nature today. Listening and receiving and hearing the word of God, receiving and hearing the word of God and learning about the word of God still happens through listening to preaching. It's one of the ways in which we hear, one of the ways in which we receive and learn the word of God is through listening to preaching of the word of God. Thankfully, we have the complete word of God today. Thankfully, we have the complete canon of scripture, the word of God, Old and New Testament today. And we can read and study and obey this word by the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. We also are so blessed today to have many other wonderful books that have been written by many men and women who are inspired and gifted by God, that these books help us to come to know Jesus and grow in our faith in Jesus. Though that is true, and that is certainly the case, it was back in these days when there was other authors who were writing at this time, other than the ones that God inspired to share his words with us. Same is true for us today. It still does not negate the vital necessity importance of receiving the word of God that we hear from preachers and teachers of the word of God. Making sure it's the pure truth of God's word. Paul is telling us that God wants us to receive his word. God wants us to take it in with our ears. Paul was thankful 
that these believers received the Word of God. One of the reasons why Paul knew their faith in God was real was because they received the Word of God. Second reason, Paul was thankful because the believers welcomed the Word of God. Paul said, this is why we constantly thank God, because when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you welcomed it not as a human message. You welcomed it. Welcome there means to accept. It means to welcome into one's life. It means to accept with open arms. Welcomed refers to the hospitality of accepting people into our homes with open arms. And so you're going to see here, as what Paul shared, and it's also throughout the Word of God, that receiving and welcoming go hand in hand. Receiving and welcoming go hand in hand. Here's how it worked. As these believers received the Word of God with their ears, they welcomed the Word of God into their hearts and minds and lives. As they received the word through their ears, they welcomed the word of God into their lives. A beautiful picture of what was going on within these believers. Charles Spurgeon, a prominent pastor years and years ago, author, he said this in regards to the believers in Thessalonica and in regards to this passage as Paul, Silas, and Timothy were sharing the word of God with them. He said this, they first received it eagerly by hearing it. They wanted to know what it was all about. They were attentive to it and wanted to understand it. When they had heard it, they rejoiced and said, oh, yes, 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 this is the very thing we want. They embraced it. They put their arms around it and would not let it go. It being the word of God, the truth that God was speaking through Paul, Silas, and Timothy to them. And so we see today God wants us to receive and welcome his word into our lives voluntarily, joyfully, eagerly, as with open arms. As with open arms. God wants us to be hospitable to his word in our lives. God wants us to practice hospitality with one another, no doubt. We see that throughout Scripture. But God wants us to practice hospitality individually with his word and, and welcome it into our lives. God does not want us to receive his word and argue about it among one another constantly. God does not want us to receive his word and doubt it. God does not want us to receive his word and ignore it. God does not want us to receive his word and reject it. God does not want us to receive his word and say, oh, I might get to it later. God does not want us to receive his word as if we were at a buffet and we'll take a little of that and we'll take a little of that. We don't like that. And we'll take maybe a little bit of this over here. No, you see, God wants us to receive his word and welcome his word into our lives. Welcome it into our lives. And so we see this is exactly what Paul was so thankful. It's one of the many reasons why he's so thankful. These believers received the word of God. They heard it with their ears and they welcomed the word of God. They welcomed it into their lives. The word of God made, a, made, it, made itself at home in their lives. They were hospitable to the word of God. They received the word of God with open arms. As Paul, Silas, and Timothy were sharing and preaching and teaching the word of God. A third reason we see here uh, that they were thankful is the believers received and welcomed God's word. They received and welcomed God's word. 
Paul said, this is why we constantly thank God. Because when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a human message, but as it truly is, here we go, as it truly is, the word of God. Say that with me. The word of God. The believers in Thessalonica received the word of God as the word of God into their lives. Paul was not sharing a human message with human words based on human wisdom. Paul was sharing God's message through God's words based on God's wisdom. Paul preached God's word to these believers in Thessalonica by God's Holy Spirit in him. Paul, Silas, and Timothy taught the word of God by God's Holy Spirit living within them. The believers in the church in Thessalonica heard the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God spoke to and through Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the believers in Thessalonica. And they received and welcomed God's word as God's word. They received and welcomed the word of God, not as a human message, Paul said, but as it truly is the word of God. Peter understood this as well. And he shared how we have the word of God here before us today, how this came about, how we are able to hear and receive the word of God and welcome it in our lives today. And that happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter summarized this in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 20 and 21. Jot this address down. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 20 and 21. He said this, above all, you know this, no prophecy of scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came from the will of man. If it didn't come from the will of man, it couldn't come from the word of man. It couldn't come from the wisdom of man because it didn't come from the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God. Men spoke from God. Say that with me. Men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Woo, that's awesome. The word of God is the word of God. Every word in this word is the word of God to you and me. Every word in this word is the word of God to you and me. Here's what Paul was saying. Paul was saying, I am the messenger of God's message. Paul was just saying, we are the messengers of God's message. I am the messenger of God's message. Paul was so thankful these believers understood this truth. Paul was thankful these believers did not receive his words. Paul was thankful these believers did not welcome his words. Paul was thankful that these believers in Thessalonica received and welcomed God's words through he, Silas, and Timothy. There was where his joy was found. He was thankful and he knew their salvation, their faith was real and genuine because they saw and they received and they welcomed the word of God as the word of God. They understood that he was just simply a messenger called to share the word of God to the people of God and the power of God for the glory of God. I love this church family for so many reasons. I love you guys for so many reasons and I am so thankful that I had the privilege to pastor this church for so many reasons. One reason is this. When I preach and teach God's word, 
I know you do not receive it as my words, and I know you don't welcome it as my words. I know you receive and welcome God's words as God's words. You receive and welcome the Word of God as the Word of God. I know and I'm so thankful that you understand and realize, as I do, that I am simply a messenger of God's message. Our other pastors are simply messengers of God's message. As teachers of the Word, we're simply messengers of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit of God speaks to each one of us through the faithful preaching and teaching of His Holy Word before us. The Holy Spirit of God is the one who teaches us, rebukes us, corrects us, and trains us in righteousness so that we will be ready, equipped, and able to do all that God asks us to do day by day, moment by moment, step by step. It's the work of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. And so we know and understand based on the truth of God's Word this morning that God wants each one of us to come here every week. God wants us to come here every week ready to receive and ready to welcome his words of truth into our lives. God wants us to come ready every single week to receive with our ears and welcome into our lives his word of truth. But even more than that, God wants each one of us to come ready every single day into his presence. And he wants us to come ready in his presence day after day after day, ready to receive with our ears and to welcome into our lives his word of truth. That's what God wants for us. God wants his word to find a home in our lives. God wants his word to find a home in our hearts and minds. God wants us basically to come to him each day with wide open arms and just say, God, I'm ready to receive and welcome your truth. That's what I desire. He wants us to put out the welcome mat in front of our heart, in front of our mind, and just say, God, I want to hear your word. God, will you allow your Holy Spirit, who lives within me, who spoke this word into existence, the Holy Spirit of God, made sure that we have the word of God. Holy Spirit of God lives within us, and the Holy Spirit of God takes this word, and who better to teach us the word and to empower us to live out the word than the Holy Spirit of God? Who helped author the word by using these men who wrote the word years and years ago. This is what was happening in the church in Thessalonica. This is what God was doing in the believers in the church in Thessalonica. God was at work in amazing ways in this church. Amazing ways in this church. The reason why, the main reason why was simply this. They received and welcomed the word of God as the word of God into their lives. They received and welcomed it as the word of God into their lives. They became a model, an example, as Paul said in chapter one, for churches to follow throughout the Greco-Roman world. They also became a model and example for churches to follow. Even today, we're still talking about them today. And we see the power of what God was doing there in their midst. Listen, the same is going on right here in our church family. God's at work in our midst in amazing ways. God is at work in us, through us and around us. God's doing amazing things in our ministries. The main reason why, I believe, is we are receiving and welcoming the Word of God as the Word of God into our lives. We're receiving and welcoming it. 
as the Word of God into our lives. And as you see there, as we'll finish out here in just a moment, you see the receiving and the welcoming leads to what? It leads to the believing and the obeying. That's where we find the thread running through. We preach, teach, receive, and welcome the Word of God as the Word of God in our lives because God said so, and that settles it. We can end it right there. But we also preach and teach and receive and welcome the Word of God as the Word of God into our lives because God's Word, the Word of God, works effectively in those of us who believe. If you look at verse 13, Paul says this. This is why we constantly thank God. Because when you receive the word of God that you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a human message, but as it truly is, the word of God, which also works effectively in you who believe. God's word works effectively in those of us who believe it. And those of us who obey it. We demonstrate our belief in God by our obedience to God. We demonstrate our belief in God's word by our obedience to God's word. Works effectively literally means energizes us, empowers us, helps us. The word of God in our day-to-day -day lives, as we receive and welcome it with open arms into our lives, the word of God energizes us, empowers us, helps us to do everything that God asks us to do day by day, moment by moment, step by step. The Word of God energizes and helps us to come to know Jesus. The Word of God energizes and helps us to grow in our faith in Jesus. The Word of God helps us, it energizes and helps us to live effectively for Jesus, to love effectively like Jesus, to minister effectively for Jesus, to serve effectively for Jesus, to witness effectively for Jesus, to work effectively for Jesus for the glory of His name. The Word of God, as we receive it with our ears, as we welcome it into our lives, as we believe it as the Word of God, the Word from our Almighty God, and as we demonstrate our obedience to God by the power of God at work in us, then we are able to see this effectiveness explode in and through our lives. You want your faith to grow stronger? You wanna see change in your life spiritually for the better? You wanna see God at work in you and around you and through you on a regular basis? Then I would encourage and challenge you to receive and welcome the word of God as the word of God into your life. Receive it, welcome it, believe it obey it. See, God's word is true. God's word is good for us. God's word works effectively in those of us who receive, welcome, believe it than those of us who show that belief through our obedience to the Father. Paul was thankful for these believers. In the midst of all the challenges, opposition, persecution, all that was going on, Paul was thankful for them. Why? Because they 
They receive the word with their ears. They welcome the word into their lives with open arms. They believed in the Father, truth of his word, and they walked in obedience to God by the power of God at work in them. And they became an example and a model for other churches to follow, an example, a model that we have the privilege of studying and following even today. Let's receive, welcome, believe, and obey the Word of God today and this week. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Our worship team's coming to...